like to thank again Bernice Kandarian for setting this up, and we're really happy to have so many people here from across the United States. Now, tonight we're going to be talking about a very, very interesting topic, and this is alternative treatments for vision impairment. And specifically, we're going to be talking about nutritional supplements as well as some of the other types of alternative treatments such as acupuncture. Now, for many of you who have different types of vision diseases such as macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy, retinitis pigmentosa, Stargardt's disease or optic nerve damage, many times you might have heard from your doctors that there's nothing more that can be done. And this is something that I heard for many, many years as I would hear what my patients would tell me. They would come in and they would tell me how their ophthalmologist told them that nothing more can be done. Well, if you are one of those who have been diagnosed with a disease and your doctor told you that nothing more can be done, you should also probably consider seeing a doctor again. Many people with low vision often do not see their ophthalmologist routinely, and within the past two years, I would say there has been more advances in medicine as compared to the last decade previously. So, for example, we now know that people who have macular degeneration, there are different treatments where medications can be injected into the eye, and it could stop the leakage of fluid, and many people with wet macular degeneration their vision can actually improve. We're also seeing now people who have Leber's congenital amaurosis, they might benefit from gene therapy if you have that specific form of Leber's congenital amaurosis. We now know that there are other types of medications that are being used to help to reverse the swelling in the eyes of many people with diabetic retinopathy and their vision's also improving. So this is something that's also very, 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 very promising. However, for many types of situations, there are not these immediate treatments that are proven or known to be able to improve the vision. And so many people often seek other types of ways to help their vision or to help to slow down the loss of their vision or to try to even cure their vision. I know for myself, when I was first diagnosed with my retinal disease, I was just devastated. And I went to so many doctors, and each doctor told me that there was nothing that could be done. And I fortunately had so many different people that I knew, and they all had their own recommendations. And I was desperate, and I tried every one of these types of things. The first thing that I want to talk about is what is called nutritional supplements. And we now know that vitamins truly are, in fact, something that could be very, very helpful for a person who has low vision. We might remember from watching cartoons in the past where you would see rabbits and they would eat their carrots and they would always tell you that, you know, carrots are great for the eyes. Well, we do know that these types of nutritional supplements are indeed very, very healthy not only for your eyes, but for your entire body. What we know is that inside the body, there are just millions and millions of cells. And each of these cells, they consist of different materials inside the cell. And there's different types of 
reactions and metabolic processes that occur inside each cell. So for example, we know that inside the retina there's many retinal cells called rod and cone cells and there's constantly metabolic processes that occur. But just like inside of a factory, when a factory is going to be producing cars, we know that when we are doing this type of work and producing things, there's also different types of waste. And this kind of waste is something that's also present in the cells of the retina. So unfortunately, in many different types of eye diseases, the waste is something that causes a lot of toxicity or it's really something that could be poisonous to the other parts of the cell and these cells end up dying. So for many people who have macular degeneration we know that the problem is that some of these cells are simply dying. In retinitis pigmentosa we know that many people with retinitis pigmentosa the cells of the rod cone cells are actually dying something that we call the outer segments they're just dying so nutritional supplements are things that could be very helpful to try to preserve the health of these cells and when we have the cells that are being healthier it also protects all the cells that are around it I'm certain that we've all seen situations where we opened up a bag of potatoes russet potatoes and there was one bad potato and that one bad potato it contaminated and rotted all the potatoes that it was touching well this is a similar type of a phenomenon that occurs also with these retina cells that when one retina cell dies it also tends to sort of contaminate the neighboring cells and this is why nutritional supplements could be very healthy Many people will use different types of vitamin therapies and these are vitamin therapies that you should consult with your eye doctor and your physician because even over-the-counter supplements could be very, very hazardous. But one of the types of vitamins that could be very helpful for the eyes is something that is called beta-carotene. And beta-carotene is the type of a vitamin supplement that will convert into vitamin A and vitamin A is something that is used inside the eye to enable us to see. What we know is that we often see many types of patients who do not have enough vitamin A and we could look at their eyes and we could tell that the whites of their eyes are not as white as they should be. We might also see that people who have reduced vitamin A, they often will have night blindness or their night vision may not be quite as good. And so these patients might benefit from vitamin A. Now, vitamin A in the purest form can be somewhat dangerous because it could actually damage the liver if you're taking too much vitamin A. In fact, there are some situations where people take too much vitamin A and it tends to make them look a little bit yellowish-orange. And this is something that means that they have taken too much. So as a result, many doctors and nutritionists will recommend beta-carotene instead of the vitamin A because the beta-carotene is going to be safer and it will convert into vitamin A.
Now, when people are smokers, and if you take vitamin A, this could be something that could be very, very dangerous. And this is something I'm going to repeat, because if a person is smoking and they do take the beta carotene, this is something that can make you at greater risk of developing cancer. So this is why you simply should not go and purchase vitamins without consulting with your doctors. But beta carotene is something that is very, very important and healthy for those people who do have many types of eye problems. Now recently there was something that was called the age-related eye disease study and this is where they use different types of vitamins and this was what they call a cocktail of vitamins because it included many different types of vitamin supplements it included beta carotene vitamin C vitamin E and zinc and with this combination of these types of vitamins it was found that it actually improved the vision of people who had moderate or severe macular degeneration now this is something that was really truly truly amazing because of the fact that this was a study that was performed across the country over thousands and thousands of patients and for the first time there was some evidence that nutritional supplements could help people who had macular degeneration which is the leading cause of blindness among people over the age of 60 years of age so this was something that was very very important now the specific type of vitamin that was used is the preservation and I'm gonna spell that this is called preservation P-R-E S as in Sam E-R vision Preservision, which is made by Balsh and Lam. You could go to your pharmacist, and your pharmacist would be able to get this for you over the counter. And it does come in two formulas, which makes it very important. It does have one formula for the smokers, and so that formula it does not have the beta carotene. Now, another component of this study is being performed right now where they are testing the benefits of another supplement called lutein l-u-t-e-i-n now lutein is a particular type of supplement that is called the macula lutea pigment in other words with inside the central region of the macula which gives us our detailed vision we know that this particular type of component is very important for the function of the macula so many retina specialists will often recommend lutein for their patients they often are recommending 20 milligrams per day and this is something that a person can take with different types of foods as they're eating their meals so that it absorbs to a greater extent so lutein is something that is being studied very very carefully so overall if many people are taking just general vitamins such as a multivitamin centrum silver and there's even some formulas of centrum silver that has lutein these are things that could be very very healthy for the eyes now there's other types of vitamins that are also available for the eyes some of them are for example eye caps 
And what I find is that many patients often have difficulties with taking some of these vitamins. They often have an upset stomach with these vitamins or they have a really bad type of aftertaste with this. So for some of these people, we might tell them to chop the pill in half and take half of the pill or talk to your doctors about some other types of ways that you might be able to get these types of nutritional supplements. Now, other things that we do know are very, very healthy for the body and the eyes are other types of nutritional supplements. We know that many people will take different types of oils. Now, these omega-3 fatty oils are things that are very, very popular. There's many different types of studies now that are showing these types of omega-3 fish oils are healthy. Now, the reason that so many of these vitamins are very healthy is because these different types of vitamins are what we call antioxidants. Antioxidants. And what an antioxidant does is it helps to take away a lot of the different types of electronic waste. In other words, inside the cells when these reactions occur, there's a lot of different types of reactions and in some cases there's electrons that are going to be removed from one atom to another. And this type of change is what often causes this type of waste or breakdown to the tissues and the cells. So we often see many people as we age, our skin doesn't look quite as good. We start to get wrinkles and you see that there's different types of ointments and lotions that can be sold and this might have vitamin E and the vitamin E serves as an antioxidant so it helps to keep those tissues and those cells healthier. So overall many many of these vitamins are very very helpful because they do have these properties of taking away the waste and keeping the eyes healthy. So omega-3 fish oils are something that's very very healthy and many people are purchasing these types of supplements. Other types of supplements that people will take for their eyes include different types of pills such as bilberry. Many people who have night blindness or those who have retinitis pigmentosa and diabetic retinopathy and Stargardt's disease, many people will take these types of supplements such as bilberry. In World War I and World War II, many of the fighter pilots would take bilberry and this would improve their night vision so that when they were on their missions during the pitch dark they would be able to see better. So this is also something that could be very helpful. Now it's logical then to ask the question what about just the foods that we eat? Are the things that we could do about the foods we eat that could also be helpful? And the answer is yes. There have been many, many studies that show if you are eating fruits and vegetables that contain these types of nutritional supplements with vitamins in there, that it could also be very healthy. For example, years ago there was a study at Harvard University that found that eating spinach was beneficial for people who had macular degeneration. However, the amount of spinach that one would have to eat would really be significant 
it would be such that you're eating spinach five times a day and this would be a tremendous amount of spinach you would really have to be somebody like Popeye in order to really eat that amount of spinach so this is why again the vitamins and supplements are often a bit easier one could also change their diet so that they are going to get these omega-3 fish oils by simply eating fish this would be fish that's going to be a bit oily such as salmon we know that Pacific salmon is something that's very very high in the omega-3 fish oils and so if you can find salmon that's coming from Alaska it's going to be raised in very very pure waters it could be very very healthy many times when you're looking at salmon that it says Atlanta salmon these are often farm-raised salmon and they're just not as beneficial for you on a nutritional level but eating things such as salmon and mackerel and tuna these types of oily fishes do seem to have many of these antioxidant benefits to help not only your eyes but also your entire body now there's other things in addition to these types of nutritional supplements and I think that one of the things that's most popular are the Eastern medicines acupuncture is one of the most popular types of Eastern medications for centuries and centuries acupuncture was what kept so many people in Asia healthy and free when there was no other types of Western medicine now I went through acupuncture and it was something that was very very different it was so different that I, I really didn't know what to expect but I did find that there was benefits there were significant benefits for me personally with acupuncture now the theory behind acupuncture is simply that within Chinese medicine they believe that the body is separated into meridians what we would say different lines throughout your body and each of these different lines or meridians are going to contain energy which is called Qi now many times the acupuncturist will be able to perform an examination on you they can feel your pulse in different parts of your body and this gives them an understanding of whether or not that any of these meridians are blocked so that you don't have the same amount of energy passing through that meridian and from that they will often recommend a prescription of Chinese herbs along with acupressure as well as acupuncture now first we'll talk about these herbs these herbs are some of the most interesting things that you could ever think of it looks like someone just went through the jungle and they picked up these different leaves as well as all the bugs and everything else that they could see there are literally different types of bugs and seahorses and other things in there and these are different types of herbs that come in a bag and you dump it inside a special type of a teapot that you fill with water and you let it boil for about 20 minutes and then it creates a tea that you then have to drink now this is something that is not very delicious <laughs> it's not too <laughs> appealing but it is really one of the things that for so many people it has had such tremendous positive benefits I have spoken to people who had cancer 
and they told me because of these herbs they were able to tolerate their chemotherapy and they were able to eat. I have met other people who had multiple sclerosis and they swear that because of these Chinese herbs that they're able to walk and that they are in remission because of these types of treatments. So overall I have seen so much anecdotal types of evidence from people and their own testimonials that it's something that is very very interesting and I know that now at UCLA they actually have an acupuncture department there where they have merged both Eastern and Western medicine. Now when we talked about these types of meridians we also know that these meridians can sometimes be blocked and what's very interesting is that you can apply pressure with your thumb on some of these points and it will release some of this type of energy. For example, in between the web of your thumb and your first finger, you can actually press in that area and it will actually release serotonin and many times it's going to reduce a headache or eliminate a headache. There's an acupressure point in your earlobe and this is a region where the Chinese acupuncturists feel that this is a channel that is blocked and it is connected to the liver and this is one of the ways that they can help you with your vision. Now when a person receives acupuncture there are some people who will simply stick the needles into you in these specific areas and it will open up these meridians but there's other acupuncturists that will actually connect these very small wires to each needle that's in you and there will be a battery and it puts a very 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 tiny type of charge to it and you could feel it you could feel it pulsate a little bit and by doing this this particular type of theory of acupuncture allows electrons to pass through the capillaries and to oxygenate a lot of these different types of meridians so I have had these different sorts of acupuncture and I have found these things to be very very amazing because for one thing the acupuncture never hurt I was really afraid that it was gonna hurt but I never ever felt any type of pain or discomfort from it number two at the end of these types of sessions my overall energy and just the way that I felt was absolutely incredible and whether or not this was something that helped to preserve my vision for another two or three years I can't be certain of it but in my heart I believe it did enable me to keep the amount of vision that I had a bit longer today I am totally blind but I believe that if I didn't have the acupuncture I may have lost my vision a lot sooner so acupuncture is something that is a very common type of alternative treatment that many people will try to seek out and I know that there have been many people who have gone to see acupuncturists specifically to treat macular degeneration and glaucoma now I have seen patients where they have told me about their vision and how their vision has improved through that and what's very interesting in some cases I have measured that their visual acuity has improved and these people told me well 
I don't think that my vision really benefited from the acupuncture too much, but I could actually measure that their vision improved a couple of lines on the eye chart. When I asked these patients, do you feel you're seeing better? They said, no, I think I see about the same. I've seen other patients where their visual acuity has remained the same, and these patients have told me that they feel they're seeing so much better. They feel that they're seeing so much better that they're out playing tennis again. They're able to do things that they weren't able to do. So this also tells us that what a person can see on the letter I chart is only one component of vision. There's other aspects of vision such as our color vision, our peripheral vision, our contrast vision. There's so many other factors that sometimes we may not have the tests as doctors to measure those all the time or we may not measure those tests on each and every visit and these particular types of alternative treatments might help that as well. Another thing that I believe about acupuncture is that acupuncture and all of these alternative medicines might also have a very positive effect just on the person's mental psyche. We know that when a person is depressed their perception of what their vision is is much worse. We know that psychologically the visual centers of the brain when one doesn't feel well the brain will perceive that they're not seeing quite as clearly. But when one is feeling better about themselves or they physically feel better with their body we then find that they actually have better visual perception. Now, before we close and open up to questions, I'm going to talk about a few other very common types of alternative medicine that I have experienced, and one of them is called chelation therapy. And chelation therapy is a process in which different types of fluids are injected into your arm, and this has the purpose of pulling out or cleansing your body of hazardous poisons. We know that many of us, many of us eat foods that can have toxic metals or I'm certain there's at least some of you who are listening tonight who have fillings in your teeth and these fillings are silver. Now these types of silver and gold types of metals, we now know that a lot of these types of things can be very, very toxic. So people who specialize in this type of chelation therapy they have different types of either medication pills or they'll use different liquids to cleanse your body of many of these types of metals. And this is something that can have some very positive effects for people who have other types of medical problems and some people with some vision problems. Homeopathy is another type of alternative treatment where there are people who are homeopathists who look at the entire body, the foods you eat, things you may be allergic to, the way that you breathe, your internal feeling, your mental emotional state, and they often will prescribe what are called sublingual. And these sublingual compounds are different types of fluids or drops and liquids that you drop underneath your tongue. And this is something that also has been reported to be helping many people with different types of medical problems as well as other vision problems. The last one that I'll talk about is also related to acupuncture, but this is something that is called Tai Chi. And Tai Chi is a form of a 
martial art in many ways, but it teaches you different ways of directing energy through the different meridians and it tells you how to do different exercises to channel these different types of energy meridians and also to reduce stress. What we know is that again stress tends to reduce or release for example excuse me stress causes us to release different types of chemicals such as cortisol and the cortisol release in the body increases the clogging of our arteries. When the arteries of our body clog that makes it difficult for blood to circulate to our eyes and this also contributes to some problems with our vision. Many people who have optic nerve damage or glaucoma they often have difficulties where there's more loss of vision simply because of the fact that they have reduced blood circulation. So all in all I think that the best thing for any one of you who has vision impairment is to really seek out the combination of both Western and Eastern medications. You want to make certain that all of these things are going to be safe for you, so you do need to consult again with your physician and your ophthalmologist. But by using nutritional supplements, eating the right foods, and taking some of these classes to help you to reduce your stress and considering some of the acupuncture or other treatments these are things that may truly improve your overall wellness so thank you very much and at this time we're going to open it up to questions so to ask questions you'll simply press star six and uh, we'll, we'll take turns and answer questions and I will repeat the questions out loud okay thank you okay let's take the first question okay so Anne from California she talks about the fact that she had laser and the laser treatment was performed in the 1990s and it actually damaged her remaining retina well the retina has blood vessels that are underneath it and many times if these blood vessels are leaking the doctors would use a laser beam in the olden days to try to stop the bleeding if they didn't stop the bleeding it would actually damage a larger area of the retina well today they actually use medications there's a medication called Avastin and Lucentis and they use this because it does not cause that type of burning of the retina like a laser does so Anne had mentioned that her doctor did recommend that she takes the vitamin therapy it may have been Preservision but what I would do Anne is I would actually go and consult with your retina specialist or perhaps a different retina specialist to get a, a second opinion to simply see what does your eye look like and if there is anything else that can be done now many times there are times there are patients who have had macular degeneration and the laser causes a blind spot now when the laser causes a blind spot one of the things that we often will teach patients to do is we teach them how to use their peripheral retina we teach you how to use a healthier retina and this is called PRL training it's the preferred retina locus training and if you're up in northern California 
there's a ophthalmologist who specializes in low vision by the name of Don Fletcher and Dr. Don Fletcher who is at the Smith Kettlewell Clinic up there near San Francisco area he is an expert in doing this type of training and he has really helped a lot of people such as you so that might be something that could help you Ann. Oh well well you know I think that that's great that they saved your vision and that you learned to use your remaining vision and if you're looking maybe for some exercises you might contact Dr. Fletcher's office and in many areas there are occupational therapists who are trained to do this training and they will come to your home so if you're if you're not real mobile that might be another good solution for you yes you're more than welcome Wanda to send me an email and my email is bill at drbillfoundation.org billfoundation.org and what you may also want to do is you might send it to Bernice at the CCLVI headquarters. So if you send it to info at cclvi.org, and then uh, Bernice could go ahead and take a look at it and see if it's appropriate to share perhaps uh, with a newsletter or if anybody else who is listening tonight wants that they could get that from you so thank you for that that information info at c c l v i dot org and one more time it's info at c c l v i dot org thank you Yes, there are different types of uh, research, and you could also go to clinicaltrials.gov. And at clinicaltrials.gov, they talk about a lot of the different types of research that they're, they're doing on different types of optic nerve types of conditions. Now, what I would do, though, is if, uh, I, if I were you, I would contact some of the different types of major vision clinics for example at USC the University of Southern California they have a very nice eye institute called the Doheny Doheny Eye Institute and there's a Dr. Alfredo Sadun S-A-D-U-N Dr. Alfredo Sadun who is very very knowledgeable with a lot of the different types of research Many of the neuro-ophthalmologists nowadays are using a medication that is called Alphagan, and you spell that A-L-P-H-A-G-A-N, with patients who have optic nerve conditions. And the Alphagan is something that seems to be protective. It's a neuroprotective type of a medication that seems to protect and and help the optic nerve fibers. We also know that there are other research that are being done with the hopes that stem cells can also regenerate some of the different types of optic nerve fibers. So depending on which area you're, you're, you're from, uh, you might call some of the different types of hospitals and clinics in your area 
but Dr. Alfredo Sedun is is one of the neuro ophthalmologists who is very very involved in this and you could also see if there are other clinical trials that you might be able to participate in yeah the question is uh, is there any types of difficulties or contraindications of taking fish oil also if you're taking vitamin A palmitate well first of all uh, vitamin A palmitate many years ago was found to be very beneficial for a group of people that have retinitis pigmentosa so I have seen patients who have been taking vitamin A palmitate 15,000 international units and it has really preserved their vision very well now is there a contraindication of taking the fish oils along with it if you're taking the fish oils to try to lower your cholesterol and if your doctors feel that this is interfering with the effects of the vitamin A palmitate I would then perhaps talk to your internist and to find out if there's another alternative other than fish oil uh, another way that might be able to reduce some of that type of cholesterol yeah the question is if you have cataracts that they feel is inoperable are there any type of nutritional supplements that may be helpful well you know in many cases there are uh, sometimes a cataract develops because a person has a metabolic disorder and sometimes it could be a problem where there's a problem with the glutathione glutathione pathway is a metabolic pathway that's involved in keeping the the lens of the eye clear and when this pathway is not normal it then affects the formation of a cataract so there are some people who are different types of doctors especially doctors who do uh, intravenous vitamin therapy or intravenous chelation therapy that they may do some things where they would try to use glutathione so one thing would be to try to find out whether or not your cause of your cataract is because of that type of glutathione another thing that I have seen and this is how I first became open to the idea of Eastern medicine is I had a person who was a woman in her 40s who had a condition called uveitis and uveitis is a inflammation within the inside of the eye and we really don't know what was the cause of this now she developed a severe cataract but these cataract surgeons refused to take it out they didn't think that they would be able to operate on it and she was desperate and what we did for her was we were able to help her out temporarily we gave her eye drops that would dilate the pupils of her eyes and it let the light go around the cataract that was located in the center of her eye but as the cataract then started to get larger it no longer was sufficient enough for her to have a large pupil and I referred her to a Chinese herbalist and I do not know what the concoction was but they had a type of a Chinese herb ball that she would put in hot water and drink it as a tea and I became a believer because with my own eyes I saw that dense severe cataract disappear so 
the two things that I might you know recommend that you would consider is to see if there is a a homeopathist or a doctor who works in the area of chelation therapy and you want to explain to him or her your situation that you have an inoperable cataract and they might be able to look whether or not if from other tests that they do if you have some types of glutathione difficulties so that would be one option and the second option would again I would seek a Chinese herbalist to see if they can help you with a Chinese tea next question yes the question is what about with Stargardt's disease uh, are there different types of vitamin supplements that can be helpful for those with Stargardt's disease and this is something that, again, what we do know is that there are different forms of Stargardt's disease, and many of these are genetic. We're finding that there are specific genes that contribute to that problem with Stargardt's disease, and vitamin A or beta carotene can be problematic for some people with Stargardt's disease. So a lot of the things that people are leaning towards now, a lot of the ophthalmologists are leaning towards now, is again this idea of using lutein. So what I would do is I would actually contact your ophthalmologist and to ask your ophthalmologist if he or she feels that lutein would be something that would be helpful. Typically 20 milligrams per day. That would be something that could definitely then be considered along with some of the different types of omega-3 fish oils and such. Yeah, that's a great question as to whether or not do we know of any ophthalmologists who are performing acupuncture and if so, what kind of results are they having? You know, I have not run across any ophthalmologists who are also trained in acupuncture. I do know of acupuncturists who are married to eye doctors but I don't know anybody who has both of those types of training. Here in Los Angeles, there's a husband and wife couple where he is an eye doctor and she is an acupuncturist and they work together and they, they, they actually do very, very well. They have helped a lot of people who have other types of uh, rare types of eye conditions where they have some inflammation to their eye that doesn't seem to be going away with the medications that we think uh, they've been able to stabilize some cases of of glaucoma for people so uh, the question as to whether or not there are in other areas both for example in the United States an ophthalmologist who is also acupuncturist I haven't met one now in Beijing there are acupuncturists who only do the eyes so they call themselves ophthalmologic acupuncturist so they're very 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 specific and uh, I have read some very very interesting case reports that they they have written but without testing the patient uh, I can't be certain as to how accurate the paper that they published is Yes, and I and again, I think that acupuncture could be very beneficial for a lot of people in, in many different ways. It may not be directly that it's changing the macula, but it may affect some of the circulation to the eye, which enables the peripheral retina to be healthier. It might, uh, the improved peripheral vision might help them to walk better and to use their peripheral vision 
more effectively, similar to Anne has learned to use her peripheral retina much more effectively as well. Uh, it could also affect a person's well-being and mood. And I said the psychological state also affects how we see. So I think that if a person has the means to it and they understand that there is no guarantee about it, that they might consider giving it a try. And they could see if there is any improvement for them within a certain time period of maybe six or eight sessions. Are there are there other questions by anybody else out there? Any of the new people who tuned in tonight? Are there any other questions? Uh, the question is about eye donations. If you would like to donate your eyes, there's different agencies and different schools, uh, medicine schools, that you could donate your eyes. So uh, you could contact your local university. So, for example, the University of Southern California uh, UCLA, there's different agencies that would take uh, your eyes and other body parts. Yeah, the question is, um, she notices that when she exercises, her vision is better as her circulation is better. And when she's stressed and the circulation is worse, her vision is worse. And yes, this is something that's very, very common because when we do exercise, our heart is pumping the blood through the blood vessels of the eyes and the optic nerve so that can many times improve a person's vision so the importance of exercise is to simply keep the blood flowing very well you might want to see your your physician to determine whether or not you are having perhaps low blood pressure and if you do have low blood pressure there can be medications to help uh, to increase your blood pressure. We also will find that some physicians might recommend a vitamin such as niacin. Niacin is something that helps with circulation. Uh, in some cases, niacin improves circulation so much that you feel flush and hot. So there's other types of vitamins called niacinamide, niacinamide, that the doctors might help you to use so that you don't feel flush. Uh, if you're having difficulties with your circulation because you have increased cholesterol, uh, they might give you different types of anti-cholesterol types of medication that could help the circulation. And I also do recommend to my patients, if this is a situation for you, that you try not to drink too much caffeine or for me as I started to lose my vision I cut out all caffeine because the caffeine tends to cause vessels to constrict so uh, that's another type of a recommendation that might be helpful so go and get a, a physical from your doctor and see whether or not he thinks that perhaps niacin or niacin amide and some other types of cholesterol types of treatments can be helpful to you. Uh, she notices that when she exercises too much, she has excessive tearing of her eyes, which tends to affect the way that she sees. Is there any kind of a, a medical type of a treatment for that? I think that you should see your ophthalmologist and to make certain that your tear ducts that drain the tears are open. Uh, that's actually kind of a very, very interesting uh, uh, phenomenon that you notice. I have never 
ever experienced that in all the years so that would be kind of interesting to see what is the cause of that added type of tearing so I would make an appointment with your ophthalmologist to see whether or not you have a uh, clogged tear duct and to talk to him about that whole whole situation yeah and uh, another question is can doctors ever implant a intraocular lens even if you don't have a cataract uh, that is something that you would talk to a cataract surgeon about in some cases some very very rare situations that will be performed for example I had a young patient who has autism and was so self-abusive that he could not keep glasses on and so in that particular situation uh, intraocular lens was put on to provide him with vision uh, but the reasons that they may not want to is that cataract surgery despite the fact that it's very very safe there's always a very very small infinitesimal risk that you can suffer from a problem and so this is really one of the reasons why one may not do it insurance will not cover for it it would be something that would be you know out of out of pocket expenses okay we'll, we'll take one one last question for tonight I'm sorry we're going over on time and I I know for many it's late so let's take a question let's take a question yeah the question is if uh, one has a heart problem and sees a cardiologist is there anything that you need to be aware of um, yes uh, I guess the main thing there is to remember that your heart is what supplies blood to your eyes so you want to make certain that your heart is in as good of shape as possible uh, there are some heart medications that can have side effects on your vision so the medications that your cardiologist gives you you want to ask them if that's going to have any side effects on your vision and the last thing would be to make certain that uh, your cardiologist is also going to be checking you for your cholesterol those would be the things to to be uh, looking for yeah just like we said before a lot of these medications that your doctors might be giving you for your body it can have side effects on on your eyes or also just as the gentleman had mentioned sometimes if you're taking fish oils it could interfere with some of the vitamins you take so you want to talk to your pharmacist or your uh, internist about that so um, I hope that all of you will tune in next month when we have our next topic and if you have specific topics that you would like for us to talk about uh, you could share those with Bernice and you could send that to info at cclvi.org so to listen to this rebroadcast you can again go to www.airsla.org click the vision link and then look for cclvi okay thank you very much everybody have a great evening